The midnight glancers and the topless dancers The can of freaks, car packed with speakers The cheese from the 40s and the chicks with beefers The northern lights and the southern comfort And it don't even matter if you say the punk Unless it's all good and it's all in fun Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a very happy Tuesday to all of you, and welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest, and tonight I've got a very special guest for all of you. His name is Dylan Wolf, and he's an aspiring country singer from, are you, you're from Central Time, I know that. Are you in? Where Southern are you? Illinois. Are you in Southern Illinois? Okay. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like right on the corner, like we're like, I'm like, a, like an hour from like Indiana and Kentucky, like right there in the corner. Oh, I just went to Kentucky and through Indiana. Kentucky's a beautiful state. Yes. I mean, then people are really nice. So really quick, before we get started, my guy, I'm going to run through and just say some hello. So we got Scott and one chicken, purple princess, and we got little wolf and one chick again, and Kathy and Britt and Scott again, and purple princess and Alex. And we have a whole bunch of people in here. I'm going to go all the way back up. But welcome to the live, you guys. Happy Tuesday. This is Dylan. Dylan, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, our podcast normally talks about current events, which are, to, depending on the day, um, can be good or bad. Our last few lives have gotten pretty serious, so I'm really glad to in, to have this one and to be able to introduce you to all of the people. And for those of you who are live with us on TikTok, we are live on YouTube, so if you want to come over here to hear the other half of the conversation, you're more than welcome to do so. So without all being did I get it all? Fucking a merch link in bio. His links are in the description. I think we got it all. Everybody says, hi, Dylan, can you see the comments, my guy? uh yeah i think okay bet so yeah, everybody right is the saying, corner there yes sir everybody is saying hello so dylan i really quick when i i didn't find so you you're on tiktok like that's kind of where your big base is that's where but i actually found you on instagram i come across one of your videos just scrolling along one day and that's how i actually found you and i asked you to come on because on top of having the show and and a couple other passions that i got music is big and you've got this song that just i like I just absolutely adore, and I used it in the promo, and I'm going to have it. I have a video here with it uh, that you have on Instagram, and then if you're up for it, um, you can give us a little bit of a show too. But can you tell us, like, tell me a little bit about how you, how did you get started? Like, how did you start this? Have you always done this? No. So um, it was like, I was like 19, 19 years old. Um, me and a couple of buddies, we uh, we moved out of our uh, parents' house, and we got our own apartment, and uh I just thought it. I thought I thought that I could sing. wasn't really sure. I thought I could. So I, I practiced. I picked up a guitar, taught myself how to play it, and it was a it was a rough first like year. I, I played a mm-hmm. bunch of. It took me a while to even be able to sing in front of anybody, and then uh, played a bunch of open mics and uh, a lot of a lot of campfires and a lot of like, hey man, listen to this and tell me if it sounds good. Right. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so it furthered into meeting one of my friends. Um, who I actually, I shared a, a vast majority of my career with, um, Ben Nation. Um, he was, he had already been started for about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And, um, I met him at a party at a brisket cook-off and, uh, <gasps> I'd, I'd had a little bit to drink and I just walked I up and was brisket. like, Hey man, can I see your guitar? I want to sing a song. So he let me and it kind of just started there. We started kind of helping one another and, and, uh, things just got really big, really fast. And, uh, right. Yeah, and then here about um, about a month ago or so, we decided that uh, you know we wanted to do other things and decided to kind of go our separate ways. So sure, that's when that, I released that the sneak peek of uh, "Love That Never Was There." 
Okay, so is that so? That's the song, and this and I do. I just adore the song, and and I it looks like you. I'm stuttering. I don't know what my deal is. It looks like you went and got your guitar. You know, play a little bit for us. But what? So that's kind of what. Is there? Whoops! Is there somebody, or is there somewhere? Is there somebody like? Are, do you have this song anywhere? People can go and download it, or they can listen to the full version. So yeah, so it was it was I don't, it was really 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 hard to to kind of figure out because I never expected the, the the song to do that on TikTok. I've I had it. Mm-hmm. I had my first um I had my first song uh, really do well on TikTok called the way I see it. It was is probably probably my better song is quarter million. Uh, ben Ben actually featured on that song with me, and uh, mm-hmm. it got it right at a quarter million streams. And um, nothing really ever popped off on TikTok as far as his original music. And uh, I just posted just, and then kind of just clicked off my TikTok, and then got back on there, and there was like a hundred thousand views on it. So I really wasn't prepared to release it yet. Okay, you know what I mean. And there was just right. a demand for it at the time. Mm-hmm. So we started just throwing all of these things together, and I was like, well we can't necessarily do the produced version right now. So let's do an acoustic version. So I went down to Nashville. I called a couple of our guys, uh, Dylan Carmichael, his guitar player, Jason Harris. He plays on a lot of my stuff. Mm-hmm. He, um, <clears throat> he come in and uh, we sat down and my drummer, Eric Alvis, uh, and we, we did a couple of clips of this song and, and uh, that's what we're going to be releasing now, actually this Friday on YouTube. That's why we're trying to get the subscribers up on there. So mm-hmm. we can really shove it there, see how it does there. And then in the meantime, while everybody's kind of getting used to that, we're going to start rolling out stuff with the produced version. Because there's a, there's actually a lot of a lot of things and a lot of hands, a lot of people that are, are, are wanting to, to make this song a lot bigger than what, you know. It, it needs to right be. Now. I, yeah, I, I mean, because, yeah, I've, I've grown up music. Like music is a huge passion of mine. I've grown up in music. I sang in a band for a long time, but then I had kids and, you know, life happened. But um, it's a huge, huge deal for me. And then when I heard this, like, it's gonna, if you can get the right, God, and it's right at the right time too. Like you're gonna get the right thing, and it will take off. Um, I did list your YouTube below in the description, so you guys make sure you go and subscribe, show him some love, and then when the when the song drops, make sure you go and, and share it and do your thing. And then what I'll do is I'll actually put your channel in the list of channels that we love. So anytime we are live, um, we can reference back to that, and they can find you real quick. That's always seemed to work pretty well for people, and that's kind of what we do. Um, so really quick before, what am I doing? I'm distracted. So before I'm going to let you like fire it up, I want to play this video. And this is the video that I saw on Instagram before I reached out to you. And I talked to San Sanchez on my, all my stuff. And she agreed that it was like the best for the best. So I'm going to play the video if you don't mind. Is that, are you cool yeah, with that? Fine. Okay, but okay. Give me one second, guys. Share screen. I'm getting better and faster at this. Here we go. And I'm going through the motions Like the waves of an ocean Cause I'm still crashing right into your love Love that never was in our cups In our hearts, in our dreams Love that never was in our arms It's so far it seems Oh my gosh, why is this still playing? I'm just like, like, I just like, I, I, you feel it. Like you just, you feel it in your bones. You know what I'm saying? There's songs mm-hmm. that you, you hear and you just, you never forget them. Like if you feel those songs in your bones and did you, now you wrote this. Am I correct in saying that this wasn't? Yes. Yes. So um, 
there was a style of music that I was kind of being pushed to um, mm -hmm. that I really wasn't feeling uh, for, for a long time, actually. Um, and uh, I really just, I had this idea of the way I wanted my sound to, to be. And um, I actually have a couple of buddies. Uh, one of my friends, Bailey Zimmerman, he's um, in Nashville. Um, and uh, his one of his writers, Gavin uh, Lucas, are both signed to Warner. <clears throat> and uh, I just called him and I was like, hey, man, I want to write a song and kind of explain to him what I wanted to write. We went in, we sit down. And it was about two and a half hours. We we had that. And uh, they're like, what do you want to write about? And I, I was explaining it to him. And I, at the end of it, I was just like, I don't know. It's just like a love that never was. And they all just three just looked at me and was like, okay, there's the title. That's, that. That's how of, some of the best songs are written, though, is just like that. Yeah. Like so I just kind of explained to him and we just based it off of that, the storyline there. And I mean, I couldn't like I told him, I still think I mean, I just I couldn't tell him I wasn't I was so happy with it. The produced version is so far just like not different necessarily than the acoustic version, but it's just better. There's just a lot to it. You know what I mean? So right. I'm really excited about it. <clears throat> I'm really excited about it. like it's as soon as it hits I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna go download it like this is how excited that I got about it and so you did an acoustic version oh wait no it's just and is that now are you open to I know we talked earlier today that uh, you didn't know if you were gonna be able to play a little bit or sing a little bit for us tonight are you open to doing that or yeah I mean I can't guarantee a, it I can't guarantee it's gonna sound great just because that's I played, okay I played we're three all, shows over the weekend and uh, we're all drinking you're gonna sound <laughs> fine. Most of us are drinking. Some of them smoke pot. I, and I'm not sure. Some of them are big drinkers. I'm a big drinker. I don't smoke. A, it doesn't matter. Welcome to the show. It's a nightmare sometimes. Um, yeah. So Silly Girl says music is my safe haven, uh, my medicine and the words from my heart and my soul. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Scout asked earlier if you could read music. Like, can you read music or do you play by ear? Yeah, I mean, somewhat both. I can I can read like if you if you if you put like notes like chords on the on a piece of paper, I can read it. And okay. um, you know, I mean, I can't like read like notes. That's what I have two lead guitar players for. But uh, I, was gonna, I can't read notes. I uh, but, um, but uh, yeah, no, I can I can I can like I can just look at something. You know, if it's a C A G, I can I know what the chords are and how to play them and stuff like that. And I can play a little bit by ear, not much. But uh, I I really. I really skated by with not knowing how to play the guitar for a really long time. Uh, just kind of knowing the basics up until here recently where my, actually my, my manager and my lead guitar player was like, yeah, dude, you need to be a little better at that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to practice a little more. They're like, you don't even know how to play a B minor, dude. Learn <laughs> how to play a B minor. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. But like, dude, I can sing and I can wear these ripped shirts. And realistically, I mean, <laughs> Dirk's Bentley pulled it off, and so did Luke Bryan. I don't see why you can't. Like, I don't think either one of them can play. Oh yeah, no! So I, I think... told him I was like, I kind of want to get to yeah. where I'm like, I don't have to play my guitar at all. And they're like, Well, that's not going to happen. I you can like, just okay. walk around and hold it. You could pretend like Taylor Swift. She just no, I think <laughs> maybe she doesn't. I don't know. All right, my guy, I'm going to give you the floor and pop off with your acoustic version. We're all going to sit here starstruck. Whatever you're ready. I gotta tune it real quick. It was the, the guitar was outside. So. No worries. I'm gonna yell at people on TikTok. We are live on the YouTube, you guys. Whoop! Hold on for me once.
I was rushing around to trying to figure this dang audio out. No, don't worry about it. Like we next time we're starting thirty minutes early. No, we're not, because next time you come on, we're gonna have it figured out. (laughs) All right, I'll do like the way you like. You want to do the the first verse and the chorus, like the clip, or yeah, you know what? Yes, whatever your heart takes, my guy. September, them leaves are falling. We're running right from the truth. Cause I couldn't run after you. How did I lose what I was wanting? Knowing that there's something leading me into nothing. Had Running out of reasons, so I'm bragging up and leaving. Cause I'm still loving, I'm in love with you. I'm going through the motions, like the waves of an ocean. Cause I'm still crashing right into your love, the love that never was. Hold on, I got a box for this. <laughs> does it does it sound like does it sound like I'm hearing it like or is it really distorted? I can't tell. It's pretty just. I mean, it's pretty distorted, but it's hard to do. Like we've because we've kind of done this sort of stuff before. It's hard to do without equipment, like a mic and like the right. monitor and stuff. But it sounded really good though. Still all the same, and I that's the song that I loved. And everybody is yay! Everybody's clapping in the comments. So we're live in front of a live studio audience, kind of. Um, Kathy says, good job. Jamie says, good job. Yeah. The song is amazing. And I can't, like I said, I can't wait for the full version of it. So where are you, like, where, where are you hoping to kind of head with a lot of this? Like, are you going to be, are you hoping to kind of make a career out of this or are you kind of making a career out of this or? Yeah. So I've been actually making a career out of it for about two and a half years now. Um, I have an album out on Spotify, Apple music and, um, all the music platforms. Basically I've got eight songs. I've actually got uh, four songs that are actually recorded and ready to release. Um, We don't know when we're going to release them. Uh, We're doing things a lot differently now. There's, um, there's processes through all of them. I'm working with, um, I'm working with a bunch of different people. So things have been really weird for me lately and I can't really explain why or how it's happening. But uh, I had 3000 followers on my Instagram like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I posted a picture. It did well. Um, uh-huh. And next thing you know, I've got 9,000 followers on my Instagram in like seven days. And like my pictures are getting five, 6,000 likes. My engagements are through the roof. And there's not really anything there that's telling me why. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does from the queen of getting banned all the time. Let me look at it. Listen, listen, my guy. Listen, this is my 19th account on TikTok. This is my second account on Instagram. It doesn't really matter why, but let me look at it. So I think what happens a lot of time with Instagram, 
Because you don't, you're not paying for the promotion or anything like that, are you? No, I just woke up and there was a bunch of crap on there. Well, I've got so I've got one video that went um, kind of out of control on the reels. On so I've been on this this Instagram account for like a year and a half now, and this is as big as I've got. Like my Instagram just doesn't go anywhere, and I've blown up on TikTok, and then I've gotten banned, and then I've blown back up. You know, my Instagram just didn't move. But then about a month and a half ago, I had a reel that took off, and it's at like twenty thousand views or some ridiculous number. And then it started to just like all of a sudden I started getting consistent followers and it's starting to build and build and build. And so that's probably what happened. And I have a gut feeling that it has to do with that video that we played, because I think that's been played a lot. I think a lot of people shared it and saved it. Um, And that's probably where a lot of your attraction is coming from. Plus, I mean, you're not terrible looking. So you post pictures like I'm just saying, like, we're not ugly people, my guy. Like when we post pictures, like you better like it. That's what I'm saying. Come on, you guys. His Instagram is also down there. So make sure you go follow in there as well, you guys, and, and check him out there. So you're going, so you're doing like, we're on, so you're going to do the social media thing, but. And yeah. Gonna, so yeah, I've, I've got, um, I've got, like I said, I've got uh, a couple of TikTok influencers actually that uh, are planning on backing me. Um, so TikTok influencers with, you know, millions and millions of followers. Um, Wait, actually- is one Scott D. Henry? No. Oh, good. It doesn't matter. He so. Do you know who Scott D? No, I don't. So, I can tell story, you. Scott D. Henry is like seven million followers, right? But he follows me, and he's followed me on all my accounts, and he follows me on Instagram because you know we talk about well politics. But I asked him to come on my show, and he left me on scene like two months ago. And so I was going to say, if, if one of those people, this would be the last time you'd get to be on the show too. So, yeah. No, I don't. No. Uh, I don't discuss politics at all, so I don't know anything about that guy. Uh, oh, no, he keep, doesn't I either. That's pretty private. <laughs> then most people do, especially right now. Um, yes, with- especially well, especially what I do. I don't. I'm I'm no. I'm here to I'm here to sing music for you, not give you my political standpoint. So, and that's why I brought you on because all we talk about is political standpoints, and sometimes, my guy, we just need a break. Um, <laughs> So Stone says you're a good-looking kid with a humble spirit and a great voice. You might have something to do with it. I'm just telling you. You, I mean, you, you know, that's you catch you get one good time on Instagram, one good post, and and it's I like what I like about Instagram too is it lasts. So like Mm -hmm. even though the post is two weeks old, it's still consistently bringing people in. Right. Yeah, and and we actually just uh, so we just purchased a bus. And um, we actually just, um, <clears throat> I just actually hired a tour manager, uh, okay. an agent, um, who's going to, who's actually been working on some things right now. And, and um, we uh, have a phone call actually tomorrow with a uh, an agency out of Texas that I got to talk with and got a bunch of different phone calls to make and and um, was just on the phone with a guy from, from LA about <clears throat> getting my Instagram verified. And... Um, like I said, there's just a lot of things that have been happening really, really quickly. And I'm just trying to keep up with all of them. And like, you know, like you reached out. I was like, I, I had to put you on the calendar. Like, because no, I, 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 I would not have remembered this at all. That's I mean, okay. it popped up on my deal and said like, hey, don't forget, stupid. Don't forget. Don't forget Shipwrecks podcast. <laughs> yeah. So when, you so. Be, so, wait, so when you become big and so it's just like, so you're going to become big and famous and, and then you're going to be like, Shipwreck who? I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever become big and famous, but I do hope that I get to experience. um, I've worked really hard for 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 this moment to to Mm -hmm. to do this, and I've I've very very hard. A lot of 
I work a full-time job in the oil field for my father um, on top of playing music, on top of being a dad. Um, so it's, there's, there's very little sleep. I get, I get, uh, I work seven days. I work 70 hours through the week. And then I work, I come home to a very, there's a very physical demanding job. And then I come, I come home, I get dressed, I go, I play a show Friday. Um, you know, I'll drive three, four hours back and, uh, you know, I'll get a little bit of sleep, wake up, hang out off to another show, uh, for, you know, and then it's, you know, back three or four hours. And then Sunday I get a little bit of time to, to kind of like hang out and rest um, a little bit. Usually I have to work on my social medias and Mm -hmm. if I can write a song, you know, or something to send in, um, you know, I need to be doing that or getting a part of a co-write or going to Nashville and then it's right back to work on Monday. So yeah, I'm just, I'm ready for it to kind of like just take off and, and uh, just kind of take a break, you know, just kind of like sit back and, and and hit the road and, and play shows and, you know, have two or three days where I can just kind of like disappear with my kid and, you know, just, kind of do my thing. I, f- I feel like I've, I definitely owe it to myself. So uh, I don't really care too much about being quote unquote famous, but I do hope I can make, you know, a good living. Right. You, know, playing you music. just, it's just going to make sense. Like if you can yeah. make, yeah, if you can make a living doing your passion, you never have to work a day in your life. That's what they right. always say. Um, are you going to come to Iowa? Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we are. Um, yes. I, I'm, I can't really, I don't really know what, uh, what he has come in on. mind. I don't really know what he has in mind, but uh, he named off a few different states um, mm-hmm. that he that uh, he wanted to start with, and and uh, I don't I don't really want to like give anyone any false hope, you know. So right. I can't really say much now. But I do know that uh, at the first of the year we'll be rolling out a calendar, and there will be a, a, a very um, a very large amount of space that we'll be covering. So okay. um, so we're we're really we're really looking forward to it for sure. But if you like it, so we travel around. So I'm going to Minnesota this weekend. We travel around. I meet with different creators and I do the show. So if you've got a show that's within driving, like if I can get there in a day by driving, um, I'd love, I'll come to one. I would love to come to one of your shows and do, you know, we'd do the live and then we'd, uh, we'd go to the show and we'd make all the content and watch it and it would be awesome. But like I'm in, I'm in Iowa. So Iowa's the best state in my opinion. I don't know. Iowa. So mm-hmm. you're probably only like what, six and a half hours from me? Probably. So if you're in Illinois, how far are you from Chicago? So I'm like four hours south of Chicago. Um, probably. I don't know. I'm like eight hours from Chicago. Don't ask eight, me directly. You're eight hours north of Chicago? I could be. I, I, you know what? You're pretty bad. Like, why you make I'll, me look dumb? I'll just, type <laughs> it on, I'll just type it on Google Maps. Do this. Do this. Type in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm close to Omaha, Nebraska. Iowa City. Where do you are? Where are you from? Iowa City. A jaunt, probably a couple hours. Okay. I'm closer to Omaha. I'm I'm four hours and fifty three minutes away from Iowa City, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh huh. Omaha. That was a football. You know, it's okay. Yeah. So you're only like uh, eight hours exactly. Yeah, that sounds about. I was gonna say that sounds about right. <clears throat> so if you're doing anything. Yeah, I'll fi- I, could, I could totally hit up one of those shows. And then I could find a creator that lives in the area, too, and then we could do a whole thing. But um, I would love to come to your shows. I think that'd be How close fun. are you to Grand Rapids, Michigan? No clue. You got your phone? You go to Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> I got it. I, got I it. do, but I'm live on the Tiki Talk as well. And there's like seven people left in here because I'm ignoring them. I'm sorry, guys. I love your faces. Come to YouTube. We're super engaging. I'm sorry. I'm only seeing random comments like every couple. No, of- you're fine. I'm keeping an eye on these comments too. 
Um, Kim says she's going to go follow you. She thinks you're the bee's knees. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Wait, what did Sonia say? So Sonia is my, like, calendar keeper. West? Sonia, where are you? Why am I looking dumb out here? Sonia, you're supposed to keep me from looking dumb live. Damn. Damn it. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think you're like two. I think you're like three, three and a half hours from there. I don't. That might be where Cat is. I can't. Come on, Sonny, look it up. What do you? Indiana? I don't know. Probably Michigan's not super far from me. Wisconsin, and where I'm kind of like in this cusp of all these different states. Yeah. So you're like. So so I've got I've got a buddy Brennan Monroe who uh, actually sings up there at Grand Rapids a lot. Mm -hmm. So. um, He'll be him and I will be rooming together in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. We just got an apartment. You did? Are you, so you got an apartment and you got a bus. <gasps> did you name your bus? <laughs> no. Can we name your, can you name it Shipwreck? <gasps> shipwreck. Sorry. Is that I feel much? like that's. Is that too much for a first night? Well, I mean, I just like, I mean, Shipwreck, like, I don't really want that, like, you know, on a bus that I'm driving that's special <laughs> to me. It's not like bus accidents. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch out. This thing's a danger on wheels. Here comes Shipwreck. Okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe not. Um, Cat is in Michigan. I don't know who's all in Michigan. We can do. We can do. Michigan. I wanted to. I wanted to slap my logo on the side of the bus. Okay. And my drummer was like, "You can't do that." He was like, "He was like you." He's like, "That's your privacy." He's like, "You don't want people to see that logo and come up and you know try to attack your bus and wake you up." I was like, "Why would they Morgan? do that?" I was like, no one. I'm not Morgan Wallen. <laughs> I'm not. They're gonna see my initials on there. They're like, like Garth Brooks. Like D. DW Denzel Washington? Like who is that? <laughs> if that ever happened, you gotta tell me. Like, yeah, why does he have a bus? Why is they sleeping in there? <laughs> Denzel Washington. Um so <laughs> I'm all fucked up now. So you're gonna go on tour, you're gonna go in your shipwreck bus, you're gonna go and you're gonna go all around to these towns. Now are you playing? Are you going to be playing like these, like bars? Are you going to go to bars and do this? Or do you have, are you renting places out and actually like holding? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, venues, venues. I mean, I, I'm, I'm venues. not one that's too good to play at a bar or, a, you know, back, back home, you know, I've, I've played for a nine-year-old's birthday party and I've mm-hmm. to a 70-year-old's birthday party, you know, and I, I don't, it doesn't make no difference. You know, if I can, if, uh, you know, I told you know, of course, the money's got to be there to keep everybody rolling. You know, because I've got, yep. I've got, um, you know, six or seven people on my on, on payroll that I have to, pl- you know, pay. I've got two lead right. guitar players, a drummer, a bass player, you know, a tour manager, a bus driver, a sound engineer, and you know, and my my merch manager. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of things that kind of roll into it. But I mean, I'm not against if I play for thirty people and and and, and I get fifteen of those people that are that are you know genuine fans that want to buy my merch. You know, my a long time ago, I had a guy sit me down and and, and say, you know, it's like you get a thousand people and you get, you know, a thousand. If you get a thousand true fans that would be willing to invest a hundred dollars in you, he said one hundred dollars. He was like, say you say you have fifty thousand people on your Instagram or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and you know, five percent of them people wanted to invest one hundred dollars in you. That's a hundred grand, man. That's a hundred thousand dollars you just made on merch. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's a hat, a hoodie, and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, so these, these real, like, I've never been too good to, to step off stage and talk to anyone. And right. I, I, I hope that it doesn't come to a point where I, where I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, there's, there's, there has been shows where security was pretty tight and, and they didn't really allow a whole lot of communication communication. Um, but as far goes as like, just being a, like, I don't want to like talk to you if you're like going to be like a psycho and try to hurt me or nothing, but like, you oh, know, yeah. you, need, you, you need a bodyguard. That's why like, you well, I, I don't even know if I necessarily need a bodyguard more. So I'll be I your bodyguard. Need, I just need people to kind of like cr- create space. So if, you can, if you're one that can create space, Listen, that's completely I fine. I mean, I, all I got to do is walk up. Like I've got this face. People just, like, I don't know what it is. Like, but people just stay like, I'm, I'm a bouncer. That's essentially what I am. So, and I mean, I'm not too good to drink at any bars. And so I, I'm totally down for any bar, big bar, small bar, basement. I don't care. I'm, I'm all for it. Shots on me. It'll be great. Um, I had a question. No, I didn't. Oh, your band. That was my question. Does your band have a name or did they go with, with the, the Denzel Washington too? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Just... we don't we don't um we don't have a band name no um mm-hmm. i'm just I'm, I'm, I'm a solo artist um we've tossed around the idea of you know of being you know dylan wolf and the whatever you know and i don't think that i, I, just, I don't think that um you because know, i play acoustic shows by myself as well right. you know and i release this music that uh, you know in the studio and they just i don't know it's weird they are huge supporters huge supporters and all wonderful talented people and play a large role in the why i'm here my drummer eric has has been a supporter of mine and and um miles thompson my guitar player he um he actually went down to nashville and, and and cut guitar on my my first single that i ever released and sang harmonies on it right and uh Nathan, which is a new a new guitar player we just add, is phenomenal, phenomenal singer, phenomenal writer, phenomenal guitar player, everything. And <clears throat> I'm always learning stuff from him. And <clears throat> excuse me, You're fine. but uh, my bass player Will um, Cooper, oh Will Coop, he's uh, he's kind of been there from the start for me. You know, he's always kind of been my number one supporter, always kind of had my back. You know, right. and when things kind of got tough, you know, oh, oh Willie, he uh, he made sure and and stay true to himself on that. So those guys are all like a big family to me, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we just kind of keep it simple, you know? So. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. I was just, I was curious. If you do want to name it shipwreck is available. I'm just throwing that the wolf in the shipwreck. That's right. The wolf Dean. <laughs> you're just trying to get, um, you're just trying to get that name slapped somewhere. Ain't you? Listen, you should like, and then I want that, that little code that you can scan. I got one of those too, that you can scan and it takes you. Listen, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan. Like you're gonna go be the next Garth Brooks, okay? I'm gonna go be the next Joe Rogan, and and then we're gonna come back together in five years, and we're gonna smoke big cigars, we're gonna drink expensive beer, and we're gonna be like fuckers, we made it, right? And it's gonna be the best time. I'm pumped. I'm fucking. I, pumped. I really want to, and this is like, I, I, I've watched you know some of Joe Rogan's podcasts, but the the mm-hmm. Ovon on TikTok is that how you say his name? What's what's his name? The Ovon is that how you say his name? Ovon, I oh, oh I don't know. The one with the mullet, and he's like had. Oh like, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't know how to say his name though. He's got the glasses. Uh, I'm not guy? sure. God, I'm dying. Here. Not when he like not when he's like in during the podcast. Maybe it's like his profile picture or something. Okay. But either okay. way, guys. Anyway, I, he he basically like gets people on there and like makes fun of them, and I really want to do that. I want him to make fun of me. You want him to make fun? Yeah, just because he's hilarious. Like I don't want someone. I don't want someone like a roast? Like, really Huh? Like, where they roast people? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's just kind of the way he talks. And, like, he shares stories about himself. 
and and I, I don't know. I just when he when he talks and tells the dumbest stories, I just lose it. I just find it really well, funny. I I'm not good at roasting people though. Yeah, there's a fine line between like a joke and like just being cruel. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I I'm usually this is why I'm on count 19, right? Kind of. <laughs> Because people like people are ballsy behind the car, the keyboard, right? And so then they oh come yeah, in and they're like, for sure, yeah, you, they're I, terrible. You can't engage. You can't engage uh, online. Yeah. There's 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 one thing that 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 people um, have definitely um, there's not consequences for actions online. I mean, you just lose your website and and that's it. You know, there's a lot of things that people probably wouldn't say to someone if they were standing three feet from them, but that's what I'm saying. That was like my go-to response too. I don't know how, I don't know how old, how old are you? Can I'm I ask 27. That? Jesus. I'm 30 ish. <laughs> I was raised in a generation of like, like we didn't, there was no people. So I was, I'm generation X. And so we were raised like in the, the internet area, but we were little before the internet came. And man, we just like settled things like behind the barn i don't I was, you know what i'm saying so people come in and they'd be like i'd kick your are you gonna kick my ass here's my address come at me come at me right? Ain't nobody showed <laughs> yeah, up yet yeah <laughs> you, you can't do that anymore <laughs> no people get really people online are just have you had so i guess that's my next question so you do have quite the online presence and in terms of like your tiktok and now your instagram and i'm sure as your youtube as you start posting the as you start posting stuff there, that's going to kind of blow up too. Have you run into anybody or people that have had, that have been just asked like assholes? Yeah. And then how do you handle that? Because that, that, you know, people come in and they make fun of my show and that's okay. Cause I know we suck, but we're still going to blow up because I walk and talk like I'm a big deal. And so I am a big deal, but like, it's still kind of like it because it shows my baby. Does it hit your feelings at all? Or do you just like, no, so I used to be I used to be really really petty, and I still am really petty, <laughs> but I kind of know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, playing music has has changed me quite a bit. Um, okay, like a lot. Um, I used to be kind of a dick and uh, kind of no. kind of full of myself. Listen, and you then can just stay. it's kind of we're, so we're it's kind of weird. That. Usually, people that take over like what what I'm doing. <clears throat> they usually become a dick then, but, um, I was more so like, I was humbled by, it. um, just being able to, to be blessed by God by with an experience and, and with the, with the talent that I do have. And, and, uh, so I, I tend to, like I said, I used to be really pity. I used to, I used to feed into it and I'm, I'm really good at arguing and I'm, I'm really good at, um, being able to turn things around on someone and probably make them seem wrong, even if they're right. I, I, I developed that talent very young in my life and my teachers, they always thought I'd be a lawyer. Um, I actually went to law school, well, not law school. I went to criminal justice and okay. actually got into an argument with the teacher there and proved him wrong. And then he was kind of mean to me and I ever went back and I just went to work. But long story short, long <laughs> story short, I grew, I grew out of that quickly. And so now I don't really deal with it a whole lot because I usually don't put any pressing content like mm-hmm. to really give anybody a reason to be a dick. Mm-hmm. But if someone's someone, if someone feels like the, they need to get on there and just kind of like bully me or somebody else for whatever mm-hmm. reason, other than like, cause they're just, they're just sad people. Like, they're just mad. I mean, at that point I do one of two things. I either a delete it mm-hmm. um, just so nobody can see it. And yeah. if he continues to do it, I just block I him. Um, or I'll call my drummer. Uh, he actually did go to law school and he's really good at arguing and he really likes okay. it. 
and I'll just have him hop on there and put the guy to rest. And, and then, and then I, I just get to stay, I just get to stay out of it. And then everybody's like, who's this guy? And I'm like, I don't know, but no pictures of Eric for the next two weeks. <laughs> I bet. So we do. I mean, we post, I, I don't I don't think it's controversial. We just, we just talk a lot about current events. That's kind of the big things that are going on right now. And a lot of people, they've chosen sides. And so we fall often into the side that's not chosen with us. And they do get very frustrated and, and we'll come in and make lots of really mean and hateful comments. And I don't know. I've just kind of like been like, what I've lost so many accounts at this point. Like, and we kind of grown. So I've been doing this for two years. We've kind of grown. I'm not going to come out at you anymore. And, but you're kind I mean, what you said was kind of right. Like, they're just mad. They're just mad. They're just sad. And I think, I'm just going to just leave you there. And if it does get too hot to trot in the comments, I'll delete it and block people. But yeah, like it, you're a bigger person than I am. I, well, <laughs> well, you <gotta> realize, <laughs> go get them. Tigers. You got to realize too, man, when, when, when someone drops that on there, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't do that. And they, they did that to get attention. They did that for you to respond to them so they can go back and forth and give you their opinion of whatever they think. Uh, you know, otherwise you got people over here that are just like, Oh, great job. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I like it when he said this, or I like this part. Like those are normal comments. Mm -hmm. The guy that gets under there and just like, just like strictly like does something just to like, to be a dick. Mm -hmm. They're, they're either doing it for a, for content, for for likes or, or for comments just to get into an argument with somebody because for whatever reason, I don't really know the reason. There's probably a bunch of different reasons. Some are just plain Douche. They are. Maybe some of them are messed with all the time at work. So they get on social media and they give it back to everybody else. I don't know. We talk a lot. So we do a morning show <clears throat> twice a week with Jen Snow. She's a clinical hypnotherapist and she helps people heal traumas like any past traumas and, and anything that they got going on. And it's then we talk a lot about that because there is a lot of bullying and stuff going on online and it does affect a lot of people. And we talk a lot about the people, obviously, that are getting bullied online, but then the people that are doing the bullying, too. And what we're finding is that a lot of people are because of, you know, the people are in a very weird situation right now because of all the ongoings that are going on. It just it it like brings out that just mean, spiteful, hateful, and they're lashing out because there's nothing else to do. There's no one else to lash out. At. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the live. There's Jen Snow right there. So this is Jen Snow. Um, but that's, so we do the, so if you're ever up in the morning drinking your coffee and you're like, geez, I could use some mental health stuff with your shipwreck bus. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I was just going to say, yeah, that's, that's, that is one thing that, uh, you know, like I told you earlier, I don't get really political, but the one thing I will, that I will always stand behind and vocal my opinion is, is, is on bullying. I, I, Mm -hmm. that's something that I won't ever tolerate, something I won't ever watch, something I will call you out on. Um, Every, every single time I'll call you out on it. Um, it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever been a part of. And people don't realize there's a, <clears throat> there's a fine line between kids and, and people um, hazing each other right. to, to a point of, of, of that. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I won't hide that and I won't hide my love for God or whatever that, whatever that may pertain. You know, I, I won't ever, I won't ever, uh, put that in the back pocket for any reason. If you, if you have a problem with that, I mean, I don't really care for you to be at my shows or listen to my music anyway, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's getting really bad and it's getting a lot worse, especially with social media and, you know, and, and, you know, kids are allowed to have cell phones and, and, and tablets and computers and internet and stuff at school, like nine years, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's just, you know, there's just a lot of things. I think, 
I really think that it has a lot to do more so the other kids are kids. Um, and it's, yeah. and it's, an, it's an adult's job and a teacher's job and a parent's job to, to know when to step in, draw the line and be like, Hey, um, you're being a dick. Stop that. You <laughs> stop, know, stop being a douche. And, like, and a lot what of is times your deal? Day, you know, you remember when we were kids, you know, you'd come mm-hmm. home and you look at dad and be like, dad, you know, Oh, Tommy at school's been picking on me. You know, and dad says, well, you know, what's he doing? Well, he's hitting me. Well, hit him back. That's and what then, you know what I mean? Hit him in the nose. Oh my God, yeah, right? exactly. And, and I mean, yeah, it wasn't, still wasn't okay. But at the same time, it's like, after you punch Tommy in the face, like Tommy left you alone because he didn't want to get punched in the face anymore. You know, and and, it's, and it sucks because, yeah, that method would still work if that method was still supported, but it's not. You know, if, if you know, your kid goes to school and punches my kid and my kid's like, ow, that hurts, punches him back, my kid gets suspended because maybe he punched the other one harder. Yeah, you know, well, we look went. at his face. His face looks worse than, you know, or, you know, the, or their last name or whether their dad or mom, parents have money or, you know, yeah. a lot of kids, kids are getting away with, with things at school and you know, because maybe who their dad is or what kind of position they have at that school, that role at that school. And it's, it's sad. It's pathetic. And mm-hmm. I, I don't care if, who it is or what it is. I, I'll call them out. on. I don't care how much money they have or how cool they are or what they can do or what they know. It doesn't matter. You're pathetic. So that stuff definitely needs to stop because it's affecting, affecting people a lot more than what people realize. <clears throat> Right. Sure. Well, like we have this, we had a very similar issue with our oldest. My oldest is 18. He's graduated now and he's got a full, he's got a full-time job. He's a good kid. He works hard. Um, He didn't like school, but he did all right in school. But there was a kid and this was his, I don't want to say like his junior year. And this kid had picked on him for like a year and a half. Like it had been going on a long time. He never told us about it, which whatever. But then one day he just had enough and he hauled off and hit this kid. And the school called and we went down there and it, and my my husband was all worked up and mad at our kid because he's like, you don't do that. But I I pulled him aside because I I know my kid. I'm like, man, you ain't never hit nobody in your life. Like you're quiet, you're you're bookie, you know. Like this isn't like what happened. He's like, well, he's just been picking him, and he just snapped, and he he did. He smacked him in his face, like full on, cold cocked the kid in his face, and they had to call the cops and the parents. I mean, and it was like this whole thing, and. Um, they both got into trouble, but my kid ended up getting into more trouble and we actually, he didn't get in trouble here at home. Cause, but because the other kid was like a varsity football and what I'm not saying, but that's the school that, I mean, that was the thing. So he didn't get in as much trouble as my kid did, even though this had been going on for, and they had talked about it and it had been reported. So I, I get what you're saying. And, and like my kid now is fine. Like I said, he, he works hard. He's, he's a great kid. Um, and we actually homeschool our two little ones currently because of a lot of that kind of just stuff. Like I can remember, like, I remember I handled my bullies as a kid, but I have trauma even now, like from all of the crap that we went I'm like, I don't want my kids to go through a lot of that. The bullying thing, especially when it's unnecessary and it's projectory and you just the, the number, the number one thing for, for, for me, I think, which is, was, I was the bully when I was in school. Uh, it wasn't, you know, I would, I would, for whatever reason, feel the need to, to, to pick on people that did, didn't have any business being messed with. Right. Like I told you, I was, I was very arrogant, full of myself, um, going through high school, little school, you know, small town, whatever. Right. And I was at a party when I was like 19 or 20 years old. And I went up to this kid that I had messed with quite a bit in high school just tried talking to him. You know, it'd been two years since I'd seen him. I hadn't thought none of it. And I had, mm-hmm. I had asked him about it and 
he just was like, dude, I hate you. And we kind of got into it, not, not into it, but kind of got into a conversation. You know, he kind of explained to me how it affected him. And when you sit back and you realize, you know, I had a really good four years of high school. I played basketball for four years, mm-hmm. <clears throat> had a lot of fun with my friends, had a great experience. I, I, I don't regret none of it. He didn't get that, you know, and partially it was because of, you know, whatever life he decided to choose to live. But, you know, another mm-hmm. part of it was because I was a dick for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, this, you know, school was supposed to be fun for everybody. And when, when that happened is really when it kind of set into me how much it's affected. And then I took over coaching um, in, in junior high baseball and basketball for about two and a half, three years. And you really see how it starts to happen a lot more. And I try to like instill, you know, a lot of the coaching and, and you know, I'm, never, I'm a parent of an 11 month year old. I don't know a damn thing about being a dad. You know, so <laughs> I know. That wait, I, wait, I know, wait. There is a, it's a le- it, he or she is 11 months. Yeah. You know all about being a dad. Really, it doesn't <laughs> change much from there. Well, I mean, you know, I, I had a I had a very good dad and, um, you know, he's he's instilled a very good work ethic in me and responsibility and respect. And he was he was one of them parents who. Um, so a, a big a, one of the number one problems is is, is is parents. And I'm not necessarily like and I don't I'm not saying this about you, but like a lot of them will immediately jump on their kid's side and be like, no, I know my kid. He wouldn't do that. No, mm-hmm. we all need to take a big step back. And we all need to evaluate the entire situation and see what the hell happened. Because mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how you sweet you think your kid is. He's a dick. That's you just me. We I mean? ran into a lot of people. Like I said, I'm not talking about that. you, but I've had, no, I've, I had know. <laughs> I've had parents come to me and be like, there's just no way. Like, oh, no, I get it. When you show up, he straightens up. But right. when you're gone, he's an asshole. You know, so it's right. like. That's the number one problem where like I hear people come to me and they talk to me all the time. They're like, they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're moving from this school. This school is just crap. The, yeah. Teacher keeps picking on her. Right. Is that what happened? Or is it because like she's just sick and tired of your kid's shit and she's just like, yeah, right. go to the office. You know, maybe it's not this one time, but it's because it's every single day. Right. You know, they don't want their kids to take any kind of responsibility for their actions. And that's why, I mean, they're just growing up as enabled kids and, they're just, I mean, no consequences and, you know, teachers and police officers are being, you know, restricted from, for what they can do to, to, to prevent um, yeah. kids being dicks. Um, yeah. Because when kids are dicks and you allow them to be dicks, they grow up to be adults that are dicks with money mm-hmm. that can be bigger dicks. So. I know. Yeah. Well, no, and I, 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 I totally like, and I, I get that. Like the reason we didn't, I mean, Cause we didn't want to talk about, I mean, the reason I pulled my kids out really didn't have a lot to do. My kids did well in school. It just, yeah. I didn't, there was the COVID stuff and, and, oh, and yeah. yeah. Sure. So that's that at the end of the day, my school is really weird about it mm-hmm. and, and kind of sneaky about it with the vaccines and the, what they were going to do. And um, so we decided to pull them out and, and they homeschool for this year. And I'm kind of hoping things straighten out. I don't know if they will. But I'm kind of hoping they do. I do miss my second breakfast, whatever. <laughs> but they did well in school. My oldest, and like, and I get it. Like, I get it. But this, like, it's just that we have a whole bunch of people, parents out here, and not. And again, this isn't you, and I know you're younger, but who are now having kids. But these these people who are having the kids now, they also were not held accountable, and that's fairly obvious, to, based on some of the stuff that we're seeing and and 
the lack of like work ethic and things going on, you know, just as a whole, like people don't want to take responsibility for their actions mm-hmm. ever. And so, and that's kind of seems to be like this, you know, a one, maybe a generation, generation and a half of kids. I don't know. I don't really know what the answer is. Like the bullying is somebody had said in the comments that it's gotten, it's been something about it. It gets gotten a lot worse. It's a lot worse online. And I think you're right. Like when you go online, cause it's a lot easier to hide behind this keyboard and to tell, tell somebody, you know, I hope you die. Like, I don't know how many times I've had these kids come in and be like, well, I hope you just die. <laughs> you're 13. Are you even old enough to have a phone? Where's your mom? Dang. Let me talk to them. Like, but it is, I mean, it is what it is. There's uh, there's not much you can do about it except to teach your own kid how to stand up for themselves and hopefully instill some confidence in them. Um, holy shit. So Purple Princess says her oldest was threatened to be thrown off a school balcony. And I was like, yeah, no. It's Some of these schools are interesting. Our school's a small town. I don't know. Yeah, and it's unfortunate too, you know, because you, you, can't, you can't let little things, I mean, you can't let everything people say Mm-hmm. online or at school bother you. I mean, this is, sometimes it's good to just be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the continued, when it, when it becomes physical for one is a problem, but for two, like, the, the, you know, words, people can stand there and talk all they want. I mean, they, right. they can't. And, and, and that's, you know, if you have a strong enough backbone to just let it go, and I know there's some point people cross the line and, and it's hard to, to kind of put your head down and, and, and swallow it. But that is the better alternative. You know, but um, a lot of people don't realize that kids come to school for eight hours and that's their eight hours, you know, of escape from their hell. You know, people don't realize what kids are going home and and being starved, being beaten, being all of these things. And they come to school and that's where they get their first meal. That's where they get their second meal. And that's where they spend eight hours away from the hell that they left, you know, and then you're the douchebag making that eight hours miserable for them as well. It's like. So people don't, I don't think anybody ever sits back and realizes that. And I think that that should, that alone should be taught in schools like monthly. I don't think, and I, I think like it, it should be, you know, get, get someone of some sort of, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say power, but just like, you know, Morgan Wallen, he, I'm not saying more, Morgan Wallen has a, is a iconic person by all. Right. Mm-hmm. So if he walked into a room and said, Shh, everybody would probably shut up. Right. And then if he right. said something, everybody would probably be like, OK, he thinks it. So I think it, you know, right. someone, someone like more that. influential. Yeah. Like like what mm-hmm. like what like Matthew McConaughey does, just like his influential speeches and stuff. You know, you, when he's speaking, you want to mm-hmm. listen because, you know, it's you know, it's it's influencing. But just I think that should be happening in every school. Everywhere, you know, and okay. it's like and don't and don't make it because there's going to be times when people are going to like talk over you and not listen to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's probably where you, where you should start instilling it is, you know, if someone's popping off and, and speaking over the speaker or whatever, okay, well, you're suspended now because this is a requirement for you to pass each grade. Right. You know, it's for you to shut up and listen. You know, so me- I think that you could really, I think you could really dial it down and you could really get, like what I always try to teach my kids when I was teaching them um, in, mm-hmm. in sports, I said, don't be the bullier. I said, I said, be the. I said, be the kid that like gets like his buddy and comes over and stands by the kid that's being bullied and like shuts that, that down. You know, I said, be that guy. I said, cause I know it seems cooler to be on that side. I said, but when you're like 19 or 20 years old, I said, the girls are going to start thinking that that's way cuter 
you mm-hmm. stick it up for somebody being picked on than these 11 and 12 and 13 year olds and high, you know, right. getting ready to go into high school. The and defender I, of the underdog. Yeah, I think, and yep. I think a couple of them picked it up and I think a couple of them didn't for sure. Wow. There's a few kids that I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in uh, how they, uh, some things I've been hearing, but. Was there, so you, you said that you were a bully and, and I'm not to transition back to this, but I'm kind of curious. Did you said that this was kind of what you did? I was kind of an asshole in school too, but I got along with everybody, but I was kind of the defender of the underdog, but I did my fair share of, of being an asshole as well. But it was there a turning point for you where you were like, dang, like, God, I yeah, so I mean, you was... don't seem like that kind of a person now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, well, like I said, I've, I've changed my demeanor quite a bit, um, <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, it's just, it's one of those things of just accepting responsibility and taking responsibility for your actions. Um, you know, I did that. This is why I did it. Continuing to make excuses for the things that you do will get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it and plays in my music as well. If I play a bad show, it doesn't mean I'm going to quit. You know, it doesn't mean it's like, you know, like I'm going to hang my head and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try to avoid whatever I did. You know, I'm not going to look at my drummer and tell my drummer it was his fault that I sucked. Like, you were off time, man. No. You know, I probably went out and smoked too many cigarettes and drank too many beers last night. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't hold key. Right. You know, just as an example, I I just, I never, I never did for the longest time take any responsibility for it. And that's basically what you got to do. You got to sit back and you got to say, I, Dylan, am a dick. (laughs) <laughs> and I shouldn't have been doing that. You know what I mean? I shouldn't right. have been messing with those people because there was no reason for it. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I, and my, and my buddy always says, when I talk about this, he's always like, man, you mess with me all the time. I'm like, you were my best friend since we were five. Right. Like, I'm, of course I'm going to mess with you. I was like, you know, and you're going to mess with me <laughs> and back and forth. I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. Messing with your friends is completely different, but like, I don't know. just walking up to somebody that's just sitting there minding their own business and, being a dude. doing something to make people laugh or make a mockery out of them you know that's yep. just it's just ridiculous and it's mean and cruel i mean i never let anything physically happen to any of them that i messed with you know there was there was a kid that i watched you know take quite a bit of shit and i stood up for him you know mm-hmm. i there was a fine line that you didn't cross with me but uh regardless i mean i don't really think that um you know one bully is any better than the next at the end of the right. day you're still dick so you're all I think well and I think it as you age too and you have life experience too and you see things from a different perspective as you grow and you kind of like geez like I mean because I I mean we've all and we've all done it I mean we've all kind of taken this steps into being an adult and some people don't but (laughs) I think the the majority of people I I still know some people who are just straight up douche canoes like like, why are you even going to be like that? Like, why are you going to even say that? Like, you don't even need to say that hurt that person's feeling. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, so I wasn't really, like, I think it has a lot to do with just how you're raised. You know, I wasn't really mm-hmm. raised to be a dick, and I wasn't really raised to to be a saint either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad worked a lot, you know. That's, I mean, that yeah. you just kind of did your thing. You know, you went, you played a baseball game. You would come home, like, Dad, I hit a home run. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good job, bud. Yeah. That was it, you know, and it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't like you didn't care, but at the end of the day, it's like, you didn't really care, <laughs> you right. know, but it, was, <laughs> like, but it was fine with right. that. Like, because that's, it's not like, I mean, that's not really a bad thing. You know, if I sit there and like, like, what's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to jump up and down and like, take me out for ice cream? And then next thing you know, right. I'm like, 
every time I don't hit a home run, I feel like I'm going to be a disappointment to him. You know, something like right. that. If I, if I came home and I was like, hey, dad, we got the shit beat out of us by 20. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, hey, dad, Here's I want a regional cream. championship. Oh, okay, cool. You know, you need 10 bucks for McDonald's? I don't know. Yeah, like this. It was just easy. It was just I think easy. your dad and I would have got along. Yeah, I mean, it was just easy. Like, everybody was like, yeah. oh, man, I really wish to see your dad here. I'm like, I don't. We leave. We get our ass kicked. I see all these parents and coaches, all these guys chewing my friends' ass. And I'm over right. here with a McDouble from McDonald's. And I'm like, you guys suck. I'm listening to, to freaking Eminem on my CD player. And I don't have anybody chewing my ass. I have no one to disappoint or impress except right. the cheerleaders. I did try to impress them. Oh my God! With Dylan, we're coming up on an hour, my guy. I am going to wrap this up, and I'm going to put my. They're standing there. I got kids. They're standing there looking at me, waiting to put them <laughs> to bed. But um, usually at the end of the live, I give my guests an opportunity to leave everybody with a final thought, and I would like to give that opportunity to you, considering the conversation. I know this conversation was going to be about you and your music, and I loved it, but I I loved this other conversation just as much. And so, mm -hmm. if you've got a final thought to give to everybody. If you had the world's attention, what would it be? Yeah, so I, I'm really, really glad that we had that talk too because um, mm -hmm. that's that plays a lot of uh, into right my role of wanting to do this. Um, I came from nothing and uh, worked my butt off and done a, made a lot of sacrifices. And uh, I can tell you that if anybody takes anything from me from this is that you know I hope that one day I can I can be in a position um, to to make a movement there. And uh, if you just to kind of Tell kids, show kids, prove to kids that it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you have. If you're good at something, you want to do something, you have that dream. It, 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 it all the the outcome is in your hands, and it, and it always will be. So, I love it. I love it. That's the best final thought that I could come up with, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, or that you could come up with. I don't know what the hell my deal is tonight. I'm I was off last night. Like normally, I'm not. Like normally, I'm show up. I was off. Now I'm all and I'm off. That's okay though, ladies and. Son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out to the live tonight. I love your faces. And we will see you tomorrow morning with Jen Snow in the morning show. And that is at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. We moved it from 9 to 8 to try to catch everybody before they went to work based on the feedback that we got. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Oh, wait. I have an outro. Just a second. Okay, here we go. You think it's so fucking gay? Oh.